Hello there and happy Monday. Today is Monday, September 20th, and on Sunday, the Eagles fell short to the 49ers, 17-11, so now the Birds are 1-1. One one. Sunday's loss was extremely disappointing because the Birds failed to capitalize on some major scoring opportunities, and it did not help at all that they suffered from two major injuries to Brandon Graham and Brandon Brooks. Not what we wanted to see, especially after the thrilling week one performance and victory. Earlier today, so Monday, head coach Nick Sirianni spoke with the Philly media and is at the podium with a presser that's locked, loaded, and ready for you. I am your host, Rachel Prevet, and this podcast is brought to you by SB Nation and Bleeding Green Nation. You'll hear from Nick Sirianni. He confirmed what we already heard about Brandon Graham. The Eagles veteran defensive end is out for the remainder of the season with an Achilles tear. He also provided updates on Brandon Brooks and spoke on some of his personal play calling decisions and holding the coaching staff accountable. Take a listen. Uh, hi, Nick. I, I guess we'll get started with the injuries. Can you give us an update on Brian and Graham, Brandon Brooks, and also uh, Davion kind of hurt his cap again? Yeah. Uh, Brandon Graham, uh, he, he did rupture his Achilles. We'll be without him. Uh, he'll be on He'll be on uh, out for the year. Um, Brandon Brooks, he, he strained his uh, pec. Um, we're thinking he's probably going to go to IR, but it's not season-ending injury. And then day-to-day uh, -day with Davion, he had some scar tissue in it that built up in his calf um, that he had to that had a little bit of pain in there. So he's he's day-to-day. Go ahead, Bo, and then Dave Zangaro. Nick, if you look at the, the distribution of Jalen Hurts' passes, where they are on the field, uh, there, there are not a lot of throws over the middle of the field um, through the first two games, and that was also the case for him last season. What, what, is that, what is that a function of? What's the reason for that? Well, just in our first two games, I can't, I can't answer anything that happened last year, but in our first two games, that's where we, had, we wanted to attack on the defensive side. Um, and you know, outside the numbers there and then underneath a little bit. And so, uh, that just, that's just a product of, you know, who we're playing and, and what routes we have in for that week. Steve and then Tim McManus. And Nick, how did Landon Dickerson play in his first action? And assuming he's the guy right guard next week, what does he need to do to improve? He uh, he played he played a solid game. Um, he, he's definitely we all know that we all we all have to do things to improve based off la uh, last night or yesterday's game. Um, so, but I thought he played solid for his first outing. Um, you know, there's again just some things with the with his pass pro they got to clean up assignments and and stuff like that. But um, encouraged by his his first start, um, his first uh, time to to play significant snaps. Tim and then Rob Motti. Hey Nick, what did uh, the tape study tell you about the biggest difference between uh, Jalen Hurts' week one performance versus Sunday? With, uh, you know, just, just with the game, I, I thought he played a, a good game. I thought Jalen played a good game. I, um, was it the same type of game he played the week before? No, it, you know, it, we've, but, uh, you know, there was just some things that we that we need to clean up. Some maybe some uh, a misread here or eye, dis, or eye discipline here, but Again, I thought he did a lot of things well. Um, got to the right place with the ball. You know, I wanted him to be on time on a couple other, a uh, couple things uh, that he wasn't. But he 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 went went to the right place with the ball for a majority of the game, and he made a lot of plays with his feet when things weren't there, or when the um, it, because 
a couple times their, their guys got through, but I do think the protection was really, really good in our game. Um, the protection was outstanding. The, we Our offense line did a phenomenal job against a very stout front. Go ahead, Rob, and then Chris Franklin. Hey, Nick, looking back at that goal to go after the pass interference, two of those passes, the one to Zach and then the one from Ward to Hertz, it looked like there was only one option on there. Is that accurate? Do you normally want to have one option on, on plays down at the goal line? Well, as far as the, the one to Zach, that's a goal line pass. Usually goal line passes are – Boom, boom, like one up uh, top down reads. Um, that top down read was, I mean, without getting too much into it and giving out too, inform- too much information, that top down read was Zach to run. Um, Bosa kind of came out, Landon had to pick up Bosa, um, so he wasn't able to lead out onto it. But uh, um, so that 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 was the second offer pass again. I don't feel great about that call. I want to, I you know, that's that's a gadgety call right there. Um, again, don't feel great about that call. But with with my experience with wide receiver passes, it's one and done. That's not we don't like to give them too many options. I, I'm sure Greg Ward could handle more options since he since he used to play quarterback. But uh, receiver passes are typically just one and done. So yeah, that's accurate there, Rob. Go ahead, Chris, and then Jeff McLean. Hey, hey Nick. Uh, Nate Herbig has some experience playing right guard. Uh, what went to the decision of placing uh, Landon Dickerson ahead of him in the game? And what do you basically overall, did you feel that, uh, why did you decide to put Dickerson in at right guard and practice the week beforehand as opposed to like say left guard? Um, we just felt like everything, every decision that we make is what we think is the best uh, th- that's going to give us the best opportunity to win. Um, we liked what Landon did in practice all week and we felt comfortable with him going in in the, in the game and, and playing. Go ahead, Jeff, and then Zach Berman. Uh, Nick, even with uh, BG's injury, Josh Sweat uh, played only, only about 40% of the snaps. Um, was that by design or was something else uh, missing there? And then what does he need to do now that uh, BG's out? I mean, does, is he a guy that's going to have to kind of fill that role and stuff up? Um, yeah, Josh, Josh, that was kind of a just with some of the packages that you play against. Um, they, they're in more 21 personnel, 12 personnel. So that, that just forced a couple different packages for us to be in. He'll play more, uh, you know, you know, looking back on it, he should play more there too. Um, but that was just a design of what, pa- again, what packages we were playing against, against the 49ers. And yeah, you know, obviously we're going to miss the heck out of, out of BG. Um, he is, you know, he is the heart and soul of this team. Look forward for, for guys stepping up. Um, got different guys leading, uh, continue, uh, just a continued role for Fletcher Cox to lead. Uh, I think he's a great leader to, you know, just, you know, he's been sharing that with BG. Now he gets to take over that on the field, uh, you know, that to run that defense and help run that defense. Um, so look forward to everybody that gets an opportunity to step up in the absence of, of Brandon Graham, but, but we'll definitely miss Brandon and he'll, he'll be missed uh, throughout the entire building. Go ahead, Zach. And then Jamie Apodi. Hey, Nick, staying on the defensive ends, Derek Barnett had a personal foul that cost you what would have been a third and long. I know you weren't here in past years, but this has been an issue for him before. I guess what's your level of tolerance for those types of penalties and how do you go about fixing them? Uh, everybody, you know, today it's a little different schedule today than it was that it is a normal Monday after um, a game. So, 
today, you know, today has been more about the coaches holding the coaches accountable. You know, myself holding the coaches accountable, the coordinators holding their coaches accountable. That's what today has been been about. It's it's you know, it's just one of our core values is we hold each other accountable. These aren't fun days. You come in after a loss. And it's not a fun day, you know. It's you. You got to talk. You got to have tough conversations. You got to hold each other accountable and and get better from it. That's but that's the only point of this whole thing is how do we get better from uh, uh, the letdown that we had? And so it'll be no different with Derek. You know, if, again, I can't speak to anything that it's in the past. Obviously, any any personal foul is an unacceptable foul that happens after a ball or after after the ball's out of bounds. So um, that'll be addressed just like our, just like it is with throughout the entire organization after, after a win or a loss. Go ahead, Jamie, and then Rube. Coach, a couple of your players talked about the 24 hour rule you guys have both after a win and a loss. Um, so what is your message to them about moving on and how big of a challenge is it with your first division game coming up here at the Cowboys? Um, again, today is a little different just because we got that extra day. So we didn't haven't even watched the tape with these guys yet. So this one will be a little bit longer. You know, it's a, it's a tough loss, but it's going to, it's going to sting for a little bit longer just because tomorrow's when we're going to watch this, this tape with the guys. So, but most definitely you, you got dog mentality is not just, Hey, we win a game, move on. It's not just, Hey, we lose a game, move on. It's, you win or you lose the game, and then you correct what went wrong. Because if you just move on without fixing the mistakes or fixing the issues or you're continuing to work on the things that went well, then you're not getting better from it. So um, that it's def- yeah, it will be you know the 24 hour rule will just be extended a little bit till after the we're out of out of films tomorrow. Um, but we get just we know that. The whole thing about this is how do we get better from this tape and how do we move on and how do we not make the same mistakes over again that we made the made in this in this last game? Go ahead, Ruben and then Marcus Hayes. Hey, Nick, uh, the wide receivers caught five passes in the first quarter and then just won the rest of the game. That was Quez's long one in the middle of the second quarter. Uh, do you guys need to do anything to make sure the ball gets in the hands of the, the playmakers? Or is that just a case of Jalen taking what was given to him? Again, we, we always want to get the ball into our, our, our playmakers' hands. Uh, but a little bit, obviously, a lot of that is what, what they give to you and what they don't give to you. Again, some of them were, you know, some of those are designed to get the ball to the wideouts, but something breaks down and he's got to scramble, right? So it's not always as it, as it seems based off of where the ball went. Sometimes it's what the defense gives you. So there's other factors that go into it. But no doubt, uh, Rube, we got to get the guy. We got to get our guys the ball and and give them an opportunity to make plays. At the end of the day, when you're struggling, you know we were moving the football. I really felt like we were moving the football. I think we had one three and out to start the second half. But in my opinion, we were moving the football, moving the football, and then it would stall out. And when it's stalling out, you got to think players, players, players over plays. And I got to do a better job at that. And that's that's my responsibility. That's me holding myself accountable because it all. And when we all need to do that, we all need to look in the mirror and hold our, uh, hold ourselves accountable before we can hold others accountable. Marcus and then Ed Kratz. Hey, Nick, uh, after Barnett's play, Kayvon Wallace had a headshot, um, knocked the guy out with a, uh, a headshot. And whether or not that was intentional, you know, that's kind of the rule. Then today on Instagram, he went, uh, went and <laughs> said that's the worst call he's ever seen. You have a guy with a history of cheap shots and Derek Barnett, which you're not responsible for, but then you also have a guy who's criticizing the officials. Do you think that there's maybe a discipline issue 
with maybe your defense or your team? And if so, how do you how do you propose to address it? Again, same same thing with with Derek. You know, we talked about the Derek thing. Is just I got to hold them accountable for what they did, and it's there's a standard of what it is, and when the standards met. We, we praise that. And when the standard's not met, we correct that. And so that to me is, is accountability is a form of dis, is, is discipline and discipline's accountability, same thing. So we correct it when it's not right. And we, you know, and that's, and that the correction comes different ways. Sometimes it's a, it's a hand over the, uh, sh- the shoulder and you correct it that way. Sometimes it's a yell and scream. Sometimes it's a ger- just a very matter of fact. And so that discipline comes many different ways. And, 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 and is that's just the art to a coaching of when you do that. So, but I, I don't believe, I don't believe that we'll, we'll make the corrections that we need to make and, uh, and we'll go and we'll go on from there. But as far as the referees, you know, I, I don't ever want any any player uh, criticizing the referees. They got a hard job, just like we got a hard job. They gotta they gotta make these decisions in a split second. Um, and so, and we're all and we all make mistakes. And um, I, again, I don't. I'm not saying it was a, the right call or the wrong call. But uh, you know, we we just got to hold ourselves accountable and not look at anybody else. Go ahead, Ed, and then Martin. Hi, Nick. So um, as far as who gets the first team reps at that right guard spot, will it be Landon or will you work Nate in there too? And then as far as Ryan Kerrigan goes, uh, how much will you count on, you know, a veteran like him to kind of fill that void that, that Brandon leaves behind? Yeah, obviously everything's a discussion. We're just in the early game. Like we watched the, the tape this morning and now we're in the early game plan uh Part before the players come in tomorrow on on Dallas, so nothing's final there. I don't want to. I don't want to say, hey, it's going to be Landon. It's going to be be Nate um, one way or the other right now. So because um, we're not there yet, uh, to be perfectly honest with you. Um, and then yeah, just everybody's got to make. You know, when you lose a good player like Brandon Graham, there's there's many different roles that he then many different hats that Brandon wears that a lot of us have to be ready to 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 take. You know to step in and fill the void uh you know that goes from that's ryan kerrigan as far as being playing the playing the edge setting the edge like bg does rushing the passer like he does and then that's also like i said with fletch uh taking even a a bigger leadership role with the absence uh, of of brandon so it's going to take it's not just a a one-man show it's going to take all of us to replace a good player like him and a good leader we have time for a few more here so we'll go to martin and then mike Hey, Nick. Um, I know you guys have only given up a total of 23 points defensively, but, you know, San Francisco had two of those drives that were each over 90 yards. And the week before Atlanta had like the 14 and 15 play drives. Does anything like kind of concern you about that? And what, what kind of things can you do to kind of fix that? Well, I think when that, when those happen, it's, it's that, you know, either you made a mistake on a penalty um, it's usually, or you've, you've given up a number of first downs. The, the positive part of that is, you know, against Atlanta, the positive part is, you know, you, you bent, but you didn't break, you didn't break and you didn't let them in the end zone. But the positive part of that, you got to think about this is that the explosive play wasn't there. When those drives have to go that long, there's an element of a lack of an explosive play that the offense didn't have. Now I know that wasn't exactly the case with the 97 yard drive. I know they hit a, I know they hit that big into um, De- Debo Samuel. So, but you know, it's hard for an offense to go that long and to be that that efficient for that many plays in a row. So, uh, I'm looking at the positive of that. Of course, yeah, you want to stop them on those and 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 get and get off the field on some of those third downs. But you know, 
big plays are are a big part of this thing. You know, again, two big stats we look at are the turnover battle and uh, the explosive play battle. And so, you know, you're not giving up explosive plays when you when uh, when there's a long drive like that. Go ahead, Mike. Nick, you've pointed the finger at yourself a lot over the last 24 hours. I was just curious, how do you go about self-reflection and self-coaching after a loss to kind of improve yourself before you can improve your coaches and players? Yeah, just by just by watching the tape and 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 putting yourself in all the scenarios again and and saying, did I really like what I did here? Did I did I really like what I what I did here again? I, this this uh, this you know this accountability thing is only works. Is if you're holding yourself accountable first, and again, I, I've said this before. Like I, I you know, everything start, everything's going to start with me of of how I, I lead. If I'm down, I, I feel like the staff's going to be down, then the team's going to be down. If I'm up, same thing. And then if I'm not holding myself accountable, not, everybody's not going to hold themselves accountable. And that's how I, that's how I view my role. And so, um, you know, if I want the players to do it. They, uh, I need to do it first. And so uh, I got to lead by example. And so it, it kind of just goes through just watching the tape, checking the call sheet again, looking back at the studies that we did and, and just evaluating every call. Like I evaluate every play of the players, you know, okay, well, did he take the right steps here on this inside zone play? Yes or no. Did he, did he get his job done? And then I do the same thing with myself. Um, it's not a fun process, but it's a necessary process. And the only, and it's just like I say to the players, the only thing I, I'm not looking to drag myself through the mud, but if I if I need to, I will to in one for one one reason and one reason alone is to get better. So I do my part next week to give this team every chance it needs to win. And then I think we all need to be in that in that mode, and and we'll have a better chance to win next week.